You're now listening to Converse with Marilyn. Hi guys, welcome back to this episode of Converse with Marilyn. I am here <laughs> with the indirect creator of this uh, show, my mom. And she's going to be answering questions from you guys. We did another Send It video, so yeah. Yeah, right, mommy. Are you ready to answer the questions? Yep, I am. I I just hope that <laughs> I have not opened them yet. So let's just hope that there are questions that you can answer. There better be questions I can answer. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, let's go to send it. I'll just read the questions out for you. So okay, let's start from the first one. Um, first and foremost, how many questions? They're like, mm, it's not that bad. It's like, like 15, 17. Okay. Okay. Why? Are you conscious of the time? Yes. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on the current teenage scene today? I know it's a nightmare for all parents. <laughs> <laughs> Complete nightmare. Because you're not... Because that is not how we were. I mean, it's a different ball game from where we were coming from, and uh, we're being forced to accept it, <laughs> forced to live with it, and uh, forced to understand it as best as we can. So, yeah, we're getting by. Mm. At least it's not as bad. Uh, so you guys are the ones that are under siege, like we're yes. not. <laughs> yes, we are under serious siege. With everything, new things, new technology, new way of thinking, new way of living. Everything is so different. <laughs> and then we're having to... With the Gen Zs. Yeah, completely different with Gen Zs. <laughs> um, so, so the next question is, were you scared you were getting married to the wrong person? Was it forced? Okay. For my husband, I was not scared. Um... At the point I got married, I was almost feeling I was not going to get married. <laughs> you know how it is when all your mates are getting married and everybody's like, oh, yeah. my wedding day, my this, that, my card is out. my," And then you're not getting married. And then you're looking at yourself, you're very beautiful. You have a wonderful job at the bank. And <laughs> what's happening? All the guys are afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> I practically told all the guys were afraid Emma, of you. Like, I can cook. I'm very beautiful. I am sociable. Yeah. Why is everybody afraid of me? Why are they not taking me to the altar? Yeah, but you know, I always had that belief that I better get it right than you know, rush to the altar and rush back. Mm, when you're not divorced. Mm. Yeah, because there are some things I won't be able to take. I always tell everybody that love is a very good thing, but um, it's not the only thing, only quality required in marriage. Mm. At times, love might seem as though it took a walk, but because you, uh, the person that you are married to is your friend, yeah. so that friendship is what keeps you going. Yeah. But if you marry somebody because you all love, he buys you roses, he takes you this, buys you flowers and the rest, one day he'll get tired of buying all that, and then you'll feel that, oh, love is gone. He's changed, yeah. Love is gone also. Then you start like doing no manner of things, going to the mountains <laughs> to pray and to stop. But you see, when the person is your friend, you it is very easy to talk about it. And then before you know it, you're 
you're good to go. You guys are back to what you used to have. Yeah. So, yes, I was scared. When I met your dad, I was... I just told him. I proposed to him, practically. Are you... <laughs> Not proposed, proposed, so by giving him a ring, but I told him right there, as in, within, after the first... Like, about 30 minutes of our first date, I told him, oh, you're my husband. He almost choked on his food. <laughs> I've never seen someone so direct. So direct. I don't know, like, that doesn't even seem like somebody who would date anybody else. Like, I, I can't even know how women would have coped no, with but him. I, but I tell him all the time that I'm the only one that could have married him, yeah? And because, <laughs> um, first, he has OCD. Yeah. And um, so everything must be perfect. And as God will have it, I I, I don't have, I can't say I have OCD, but I've always been a very organized person. a meticulous person. Yeah, organized and meticulous person. So it was easy for me to, like, blend into what his he way wanted. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, what he wanted. My, I, the first time I got there, I was like, man, this man is sick. <laughs> he had, he had, uh, he had the bathroom slippers that cannot come out of, that cannot be used anywhere as, aside the bathroom. He had slippers for the bedroom. He had slippers for, he had like, for everything. That means he calmed he down everything. when we were born. Oh, no, no, he did. <laughs> I kept telling myself, oh, okay, you know what? Uh, the next one year, he will be calm. He'll be coming in two years. He'll be coming in three years. He will. He will before five years. He'll be all right. He'll be. He'll become like a normal person. And <laughs> and uh, by the time you guys were born, he was already. First, he was too busy. Yeah. So he took his mind off. Took uh, his mind off. But anytime he comes back, you remember, if you remember when you were small, when, <laughs> when he gets really, really worked up, all of us will walk till two, three a.m. cleaning the house. Yeah. With all the workers, everybody's working. So that's how. But. Uh, uh, I like I tell people I can I would never want somebody other than him. I'll marry him over and over and again because mm. he was such a very focused young man. He was older than his age. Yeah. He was he saw tomorrow. He saw what nobody saw and then he made me who I am today. He shaped me. Mm. Like I always tell people, I said women are raw materials. Mm. A marriage or the man is expected to build them into what they want from them, not to like panabid them or turn them into a Something, vessel that yeah. is not of honor. Marriage is a place where you take that woman, see her strengths and magnify it, yeah. and then you see her weaknesses and diminish it, make them mm. less, you know, reduce the, the weaknesses to, to, to minimum while you are increasing her strength and that way you're increasing her confidence you're increasing her her self-worth and you know everything her courage her strength everything comes from you as a man as a husband but if you um see marriage as a place where oh i'm the lord and savior of all this house so <laughs> as i come in you bow everybody bow everybody it's it's it doesn't work because even the horse you know, when you keep beating it at the point, you're like, okay, that's it, I'm, I'm done. And you sit down there and then you can't push them again. Yeah. So that's it. Mm. So they said, how do I gain your trust as a parent? <laughs> um, okay, first, like the question says, trust is gained, huh? Mm. Uh, well, you, you by repeatedly doing the right things and um, acting your age, acting... Um, how everybody, not just the society, but how you feel. Your parents have raised you too. How you feel. Yes, how, how you feel you should act. For instance, you, you go out, 
you know your coffee time is six and you make why are you subbing me you're subbing me on this i have not even said anything about you, you should, yeah but you said it oh okay <laughs> then you go out and say i'll be back by six i'll be back and then by six thirty you say oh there's no boats all the boats okay. are canceling all the boats <laughs> is canceling then tomorrow you get back and tomorrow you say oh there's a party going on here you're like oh my parents like okay hmm. There'll be no boat, so just sit down at home. <laughs> so you lost the trust. You trust, and then, uh, but when you when you when you seem to lie a lot, yeah, when it's hard for there's them no to... need for. I mean, I tell people all the time, I, I prefer to just say it as it is, and face the consequences. Because when you lie, even when you're saying the truth, they won't believe you. Nobody will believe you. So the trust is not earned at that point. So you yeah, just continue to do what, and then be as open-minded as you can with your parents. Yeah. And please, uh, I tell uh, adolescents or teenagers that your parents man, are not your enemies. Yeah. Your parents Far are from. not your are not your police or your security. Your parents are your parents. They are your. It's even better now. In the, during my time, I didn't have that kind of relationship with my mother and my father, and I'm like just with them. And no, 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 no. It's always, but now parents are beginning to like loosen up. I begin to see children as their as their friends, yeah. and then begin. So, if at this point a mother or a father is bringing you closer as a friend, so try not to lie, try not to be excessive in what you do. Yeah, try so much to like stay the line because, like I tell everybody, that child today will become a parent tomorrow. Yeah, so it's what so you. So whatever you give is what you get. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So each time, most when I was growing up, my mother would say, "Oh." Very soon you will not be living with me. You'll be on your own, and you'll do this and do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but truly, I'm on my own now. And, and of course, I have my own children now, and I see what she sees because she feels there are some things I shouldn't do because it might not it might not end up well for me. Yeah. At that point, I'm not saying it, but now I'm saying it, and I'm telling my children, oh, don't do this because if you do this, you will not like it because I have numb, I've I've gone through that experience and I have seen. Mm. So yes. Uh, you can gain the trust of your parents just by being so a child. Be a child and then you know be yeah. truthful, be be disciplined. Like you are not disciplined though. You will love this next question. Mm-hmm. You're not disciplined. You you no. you are on your phone till twelve Mommy, midnight. I hope you know that this one. is this is still my podcast. If, and you, uh, if you edit it, I will know. <laughs> I will listen to it and I will, I will know if you edit it out. Uh-huh. Okay. For all the single mothers out there, what is the best piece of advice? And please don't ramble on because I know you have one billion things to say. Just say one piece of advice because we still have so many questions to go through. Are you saying I'm a, I'm a rambler? No, but you like you have a lot of wisdom and you cannot compress wisdom. You know? You see, and then why are you not telling me not to? Eh, because we're trying to compress it for you now. So what did you, what was the question again? Um, the best piece of advice you can give single mothers. Ah, my God, now it's a very, very tough one. Yeah. Now being a single mother is already being a mother is already a, a tough job on its own. Yeah. Then being a single mother it just means that you are the father, the mother. In fact, the, even the uncle the doctor, and the auntie. Too. <laughs> the painter, the electrician, the plumber, everything. You are everything in one. You are the teacher as well. You are the cook. You have mm. so many things in one. So it's actually not very easy. But I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell single parents is, please do your best and don't kill yourself. Mm. Just do your Just be you. Be the best. When you feel overwhelmed, 
enter into your room, lock it up, and sleep. Mm. Because I tell you, even if you are dead, those children, they will get to the destination that they are meant to get to. Mm-hmm. That the Bible or the God that God has ordained them to get to. Mm. So, um, beating yourself up, really. Beating yourself up, thinking too much, worrying too much. Oh, how would they do? How would they get? Where would they get to? Oh, uh, they're not being uh, uh, disciplined because their father is not here or their mother is not here, stuff like that. It's good. Just be you. Do the best. You can't do more than yourself, right? and you can also give what you what you don't have. Mm. Be the best at what you do, and hope and pray that they turn out the way God wants them to turn out. Um, that's about it. But I say one thing to you: be as hardworking as an ass. Just work yourself out because uh, you do not want your children to be disenfranchised. You do not want your children to be stereotyped. Mm. You do not want them to to look down on themselves or for their self-esteem to drop because they feel that their other your their other parents is not here and that's why they are being uh disenfranchised yeah uh, disenfranchised the way they are being disenfranchised so you don't want to give them that kind of um uh upbringing or that kind of um air around them that oh they are not they are less of themselves because their father is not there or because their mother so just work as hard as you can give the most you can and then explain it all time each time you feel that you cannot meet up mm. let them know oh i cannot meet up oh. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it so let us manage where we are and let us you know so that's how it is that's the that's that's just and again leave i'll tell you leave because like i said if you die the children will still survive yeah. if they are meant to survive they will still survive so leave 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 see this next question can your daughter marry whoever she wants i hope it's not those young people that are asking that question <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, on a very serious note, mm. I believe that if I bring up my child the way she should, she would take the right decisions and know the best person to to be her, her her husband. Nobody came to tell me who to marry. Yeah. Did anybody uh, so have like even, a like? We don't think you should marry this person. No, no, no. I, I didn't even listen. <laughs> Yeah, lots of people came and said, "Oh no, 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 no! Oh, yeah, you, you don't even know his parents. You don't even know his village. You don't even know." Uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't even listen. Because, like I said, it's the man your that intuition. you're marrying. Mm-hmm. It's your man that you're marrying. It's not his relations. It's not his village. It's not his state. It's the man. So you, knowing the values that have been instilled in you, and you see the values in this person. Yeah. And you feel that oh, because like I said, it's not me that will come on. It's not me that will be in the house with you with now. You, mm-hmm. It's you. That will endure that, and then the worst that you enjoy it because you don't want anybody to say, "Oh, yes, we, we told, told you, you so." <laughs> so if you know that the person is right for you, what you think might be right for you might look wrong for me. Yeah, but I'm not the one marrying. So if it's right for you, then go ahead and yeah, mm. yeah. But you, like I said, the values <laughs> that has been instilled yeah. in you from a ch- from your childhood and what you saw in your father and saw in your mother, you know that okay. There are some things I can't take. I can't take some things. I can't take some. So if this person is busy exhibiting this this behavior right now, that means this high is gonna be. And for those who are thinking that oh he will change when we get married, he will change. He would never. He would be magnified. He would never change. He would never change. Oh, so look at him very very well. Be sure. First friend of all, let him be well. your friend. Mm-hmm. Let him be your friend, your bestie. 
Like I tell you, people, my husband can be a lion anywhere and even at home he can be a lion. He's always a lion. But, but, he, but he sees me as his best friend and we talk all the time. We gist all the time. Yeah. If he's traveling, we're gisting. If, wherever he is, we're on the phone talking. We're talking. So that's that's friendship. Yeah. So that's the first thing you should find, check out in a the, in the relationship. With your friend. First, before first. he's your husband. Yeah, that's... Uh, do you have a saying your daughter's friends? Me, um, I always even tell you before you even ask. Yeah. Like I said, it still boils down on the values you, you instilled on your child. Mm. Uh, anybody that will make my child feel less of herself, mm. that will give her le- uh, low self-esteem, I will tell you, I'll, immediately I'm seeing the person, I'm telling you, oh, check this person. I don't think And she's always problem. right. Check <laughs> this person, check this person. Mm. And then, but I don't come out and say, oh, you mustn't see this person. You, I don't, I don't believe in that. Because, like I said, it's you <laughs> that wears the shoes and the way it pinches. Yeah. So, I am that kind of a mom that just, I have, to, I'm too busy. I'm too stressed already. <laughs> come on, that's me speaking your friend. No, 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 I don't, I don't believe in that. But I know that because you were brought up in a home that has values, that has a set discipline, you would definitely, definitely, maybe initially you might not see it. But later on, you are not, we're not brought up to take some things from people as in begin to like. So yeah. by the time you start seeing those changes in them, you, you walk away. Yeah. And like I told you, friendship is, oh, you can get it anywhere. From anywhere. There's no monopoly of one person being, as in this is the only person that can be your friend in this whole world. No. You move to the next level and you meet people on daily basis. Mm-hmm. There's people that you think that you... Oh, this is my only friend in this life. L O M L. Next thing, what is that one now? Love of my life. Uh, that's a limau. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you, then something happens, and then the person is falling off the the wagon. Then you meet somebody that you like. Oh my God, I can't even. Oh, yes. I didn't know this person was like. That's how. So that's why I tell people all the time that you meet people on daily basis. Don't kill yourself over one person. Yeah. Give yourself enough opportunity to explore. And then make mistakes also and correct yourself. So that way you have experiences. And that is the only way in short. Experiences comes from failures or from mistakes that yeah. you make. So if that happens, that means you have already gained that experience. And then you move on. When the next person comes, you know no, what to do and know what not to Try not to. If you are the chatty chatty type and they use it against you in the first relationship or in the first um, friendship. Yeah. Then the next person you watch to see if the person just want to hear from you or hear what you, what you have to say about yourself. I never talked about never them. Talk about them. You now know that okay, no, okay, this person was like this, and so that's it. Experience is everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, are you guys close? Who is this guys? Like, are you guys like you and I? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we're close. Yeah. Sometimes. No, we're close. And the same way friends have um, quarrels, it's the same way we have quarrels as well. I need to answer the question. Oh, okay, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're close. I'm, I'm close to my children, even though I know that at times they can be very, very children. <laughs> but it's okay, I'm close to my children. I, I, what I didn't have as a child, I, I, I try so much to like let my children experience that. So I'm close, I'm close to, to Marilyn. Yeah. Even though she doesn't accept my fashion sense and Mommy, because <laughs> you try no because she tries to categorize and like in my fashion sense was oh, again like oh my god she's like why are you wearing like something that's showing your stomach what's what kind of outfit is this and i'm just like but that's what i want to wear that's what i less is more <laughs> 
less is more. Yes. When you, when you so I'm wearing don't less. Show so much. That's exactly. I'm wearing less clothes. No, no. When you don't show, oh, see, can you imagine? <laughs> Sweating the whole thing. When you don't show more, much, they want to see. You know, we don't show everything, and then there's nothing left. To so it. my stomach is what? Like yeah. I, I, show your stomach. Your stomach is very thin. Yes. So, Here we go mm. again. Like, why can't you guys just get the things literally beside yourselves? Okay. <laughs> like, remotes. Well, like, I, but why can't you get. Oh, Father Lord, <laughs> these children are. They will be beaten. <laughs> ah! Yes, because it's like the remote is literally in front of you. You know, I think it wasn't you that said something a bit mad. I said, you. I think you gave back to me just to be sending me a message. <laughs> <laughs> to be sending me, uh, you just gave back to me to be sending me message. Yeah? So yeah, I don't know. Probably because you just feel that. Oh, let me just uh, enjoy being a mother, enjoy being a parent. Oh, yeah, come, come and do this. Yeah, and it also in a way it kind of helps to like bond you, know, bond, you guys. Yeah. Mm. Bond you with your children and just makes you feel you're not alone. Yeah, you know what it means to be alone. It's so 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 scary that you're alone. You have to cook alone. You have to eat alone. You have to. So, but now you're cooking. You're telling your child that it's upstairs to come and give you salt. And it's very close to you. you, you know, just just because you want to see yeah, us. Yeah, there's this fellowship and you know among the among the mothers. That mm. is the reason. Yes, like even now there was remote here and Marlon had to go into the room. I had to call Marlon back to come and give me a remote that was just by my side. <laughs> so it's just it's just a way of you talking, having a communication with your kids and then uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. When will you guys stop seizing phones? Maybe on your marriage. Do not say you hear me you hear me talking too much to this person. Give me your phone. Ah, that phone thing. It's all about discipline. Like I said, you are not disciplined with phone. Mommy, that's not... Ah, like, it's, it's not course. about that. The same way you have business calls and the same way you have um, the same, my same way... My business calls. Oh, my gosh. That's what provides for the home. Um, okay, but, but phone, I will start providing for the home soon. You're on the phone from morning till night. Because... And um, then you, because you're not disciplined, me, I'm on the phone, I can decide to leave my phone, I can decide not to... Didn't I leave my phone for those... You didn't... That two days. days. Ah, but mommy, and you can't leave your phone for two days, you know. Because because I'm because it's business because I'm making money and I'm going to start making money with this podcast. But you have not let's make okay. You know, and is different. exactly and podcast and the book and podcast is not like every second. You are on your but phone. But do you, know, you know that is the relationship that you build with people within these times and this phone calls? Because I don't text. That's why I'm always on the phone. That's why you even see me on the phone. I don't like texting. Oh, I don't text, like you text too. I text because you make me ask Abigail. I always. Send VNs. I always call because there's something about the emotion with calls that you can't get from texting. You're always on the phone. Um, so you don't hear. There should be there should be a a a clear call. There should be a distinction. Okay, all right. So guys, as from ten o'clock, I am not on the phone anymore. I remember ten o'clock is kind of too early. Oh yeah, you can say that eleven. Ten o'clock is not too early, my friend. <laughs> then you can just say. Oh, and uh, whatever you send to me, I'll respond tomorrow. People respect you if you have boundaries. If there's yeah. no boundaries, they don't. People can just call you around one o'clock in the night and say, "Ah, how my million, how far? I see you online and all that." I don't like that. But I that's not how I I schedule my calls. For my own reasons. Mm. So don't call me because you just saw me online. I'm doing something else. You know. So those are the things. There must be boundaries. Yeah. And those boundaries are what sets and you know keeps your relationship going. There must be boundaries. There must be boundaries. Yeah. When I met your father, he usually puts off his phone in the night. Yeah. And we're not living together. And I told him, see, the day you put off this phone again, <laughs> that's the end of my relationship with you. And you were like, really? I said, yes. 
Because I might want to call you in the middle of the night to tell you something. Something happened. But you see, that is different. Yeah, because you guys are being online twenty four seven. It doesn't make any sense. That's why parents seize the phones. <laughs> but you don't have to seize my phone. Like, uh, you know, I'm actually going to be eighteen like soon. Even if you are eighteen in Nigeria, you are still a child. Uh, but in our household, get married. Even when I got married, I still talk to, my mother still spoke to me somehow. Like you know, yeah. So, uh-huh. so you still have you are still a child. Mm-hmm. Even when you get to twenty. You say what I'm are your get married. what are your views on dating? Hmm. It still boils down to values. Yeah. Like I said, I don't, I don't believe in. I, okay, is it in terms of age? Like I don't like maybe yeah I think maybe they think in terms of age like when I was and you remember when I was seven I told you I'm going to date somebody not say when you're eighteen when you're seventeen you can do all those things and now like. I don't remember telling you 17. You did tell me 17. Because you thought 17 was such a long way far up. And you didn't realize I was going to be 17 one day and telling you, okay. But me, then. There are some people that they start dating even at 15, even at 14. But what are they doing? What do they know that they are doing? Sometimes it can just be the title, you know, getting to know somebody and dating. I mean, like as practicing. As dating too. is actually from 20 something. From 22, 23, 24. So, then at that point, you know what you want in life. That's marriage. No, that's not date. That's not marriage. That's dating. You're dating somebody. How dating can might lead to marriage? It might yeah. not. So at that point, you know what you're doing. You're dating somebody that is living in his father's house. <laughs> that's collecting money from the father to, 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 to buy a recharge card and the rest. And then it's. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. That is not even dating. I mean, if you go say, oh, he's my friend, I understand. So dating is from like 22, 23, you're, you're in the university already. You already mm-hmm. know that, okay, I'm responsible for myself. Yeah. Whatever decision I take right now, it's, it has to, I mean, I have to live with it. Yeah. But that is dating. So 22, 23, 24, uh-huh, that's dating. Then you are like, that dating might lead to my, but now you are quarreling because of one one emoji that happened that you sent or and that so it's, there are some things that are not even just really really you don't have there's no there's no substance in whatever you have now and you're calling dating it's just nonsense because that same person might go to school in another country and find somebody that's more attractive hey, why did you say that <laughs> that was going to happen to so many people well, that yeah, lots, of people, lots of people lots of people i'm telling them now let them just know and be prepared Gee. because you're going to meet somebody tomorrow and be like ah how are you fine? And your values meet, and then you start dating the person. Yeah. Then you like this is when I said we broke my heart. What heart? There was no heart there. <laughs> but you guys were just friends. <sighs> and then I think the high time they know you guys know that at seventeen, yeah, because you're like feeling oh I'm getting to a, a, teen- a teenager now. I'm getting to an adult. So I so there's this there's this euphoria that you guys have now. Oh I'm dating this person. Yeah. And like you're not dating anybody. You are just having sinful. Sinful. Yeah. What if you don't want fornicate in the relationship and you guys don't do anything? I mean, just the, with that person. What is fornication? Fornication is anything that's like I don't Even know. If you look at somebody lustfully, it's fornication. Eh. <laughs> fornication is only when you go and sleep with the person or whatever. When you now with all these nonsense nude pictures and all this and that you are doing up and down, it's fornication as far as I'm concerned. And it also has a very, 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 very downside because if the person feels that feels threatened, hmm. the person might say the person publish those pictures, and then you girls don't even have 
that kind of um, discipline to say, oh, wow, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I can't send you these pictures. But as a, they can be very, very, very nasty. Even mm. adults. Yeah, you told me into, about that story. Yeah, they can fall into those, those kind of things. And then tomorrow, when you are sending the picture, you are sending people being very happy. And you are, oh, oh, awesome. Send me another one. Then you post another one. And it's, tomorrow, you just feel, oh, I'm losing this person. I will never lose this person. And the person will say, oh, okay. Uh, to hell with you or to hell with you, okay. And publish pictures online. And whatever is online, don't let God that can bring it offline. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, be very, very wise yeah. in whatever you call dating. Yeah. Uh, that means I can date 20, when I'm like 22. Yes. When you're not paying your, your house rent. So, if I stop paying my house rent now, I can't. No, you're still in my house. No, like when I'm like when, when you're 22, 23, you're already paying your house rent. You're working now. You're paying your house rent. You, are, you know the value. Mm. Not the kind of work that you're working in podcasts and uh, my book books. Or. Yeah, I know it's it's it's. I mean, money. It's because I, yeah. When you now go and wash plates in McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> and you go shift, you draw shift because you have lectures and you're you're juggling your lectures with your shifts and your. You even have time. To then even. at that point. Anybody that sees you knows that, okay, she's a my driven, kind of person. Yeah, yeah. This is my kind of person. I would like to stay with this person. And then he'll value you for who you are. Yeah. Is that tell us an unexpected story from your teenage years? Huh? Unexpected? What kind of story is that? Anyone. You can't say anyone. Uh, I don't know. Unexpected story. Um. Nah. <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to share that. Uh-uh. You didn't, you didn't even say which story it was. You just said nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there are so many stories. There are so many stories. From when you were like 17. Can yeah, you remember? Yeah. You know, when um I have this, my friend, she's in the US now. Mm. When we when we just finished secondary school, we thought, oh, we've arrived. And just the way you guys are feeling now. Oh, we feel we have arrived, we have arrived. We're yeah, like, I don't feel like I've, I've arrived anywhere. <laughs> and then we were like so full. I mean, we said we we're leaving our parents' house, we we're just going to go and hustle, we we're traveling. And then we packed our bags and we were traveling. We got this lift, this ride. I don't know how I could ride from where we were going to put our court. And we got to put our court, me and my friend. While we were there, the the man like, oh, do you have anybody in Portaco? We said no. We just came. We just wanna just just check check out the, the city and see if we can get a job or something. And the man now said, okay, I'll pay for you guys. I'll pay for a room for you guys to just stay, and then I'll see you put like tomorrow or oh, I have an event happening somewhere this evening. Mm. I want you guys to come. I'll send my driver to come and pick you. But no, we're doing big girls. We're just like seventeen. We're, 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 yeah, seventeen, eighteen. And then we're so happy. But with me, can I travel tomorrow by myself? You, you cannot. <laughs> okay. And you shouldn't. Why would I even want to go to PH? And, <laughs> and, so, and so we were there, and then he, his friend came. Oh, not his friend. He's like his boy. They came with security. When they just came, they were just like looking very, like, tautish. They were like looking as if they, as if they were kidnappers. And they were now saying, ah. And... They were just saying, "Oh, the job. Let's do this job clean. The job has to be clean. Let's do a clean job. Let's." Do. So me and my friend will run into the bathroom. We're like, they want to. They're going to kill us. <laughs> so that they are saying, let them do a clean job. 
when the bathroom, my first girl crying immediately. She doesn't know. She started crying immediately. She was just crying. Like, you what are we know. going to do? What are we going to do? We'll check the bathroom window. It was too tiny. We cannot pass through it. And there were blackberry probes. And we're like, oh my God, what are we going to do now? Oh, nobody even knows where we were. They were not GSMs. <laughs> there was this, uh, what do they call it now? Yeah, mobile, mobile phones. phones. Yeah. Oh, what are we going to do? So it was so scary. When that day we were not, ah, are you guys all right in the bathroom? We said, we're fine. We're fine, sir. I'm like, okay, we're waiting for you, now you push, come out. So we like, uh, my, my, my friend said, you know what we're going to do? There's nothing we can do. So we'll just enter the car. Then when we get to the middle of the road, we'll just open the car and fall out of the car. <laughs> and I'm asking, what if we're not made to sit by the door? How do we jump across the person and fall out of the car? And mm. so we'll just try and stay by the. And that's how... We came out, we were wearing our sneakers, we tied up, I mean, that had uh, trousers on and everything. So I'm, I'm very, very ready to jump out of the car. <laughs> we got to the, we got down, they were like, ah, we people stayed so long. Said, ah, Chief is waiting for you guys. Now, Chief is expecting people. So we just went, and then we're like, looking at each other, like, are we going to jump here? This is this where we're going to jump? Because the car was going so yeah. fast. And this is where we're going to jump. And, this is where... and then at the end of the day, we couldn't jump anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We ended up getting to the event, and the event was a very nice event. They were not talking about us. They realized that they were not talking about us. They were talking about something entirely. They had nothing to do. The, the do the clean job had nothing to do with us. Mm. But we came home, we came back from the event, and we went right back to the hotel. We laughed till the next day. We just laughed at ourselves. And so that's one of one experience I can never forget because okay. nobody knew we were there. If at all it was a, they were actually kidnappers, they would have they would have killed us. And I mean because because we were trying to be. Stupid teenagers, <laughs> and um, so that's that's that, that experience I will never never forget it. You said, Tell us a story about Marilyn, and I don't know which story you <laughs> maybe it's like mm-hmm. a story from my childhood or something. I don't know. Okay, Marilyn has been a very, very um, right from the beginning, she has been a child that loves to be expressive. She started talking at the age of um, eight, at month. eight months, <laughs> that's when she started talking. She was not walking, she was talking, she was sitting on the floor and talking. <laughs> And then um, she's always been very, very happy. And she was not a child that, that cried so much. She, was not, she has always been very adventurous. I mean, she's a child that would take a milo container on top of a, a, a walker. She put a milo container on top of that, on that walker and then she'll try to open the door. So she's been adventurous and um, she's been a blessing. Uh, to my family, she's been a very wonderful person, and um, we're hoping that she continues to be who God has made her to be. And um, she's exactly like her father in many <laughs> ways. Um, her father, she's also very, very manipulative. All my kids are manipulative. They're very, very manipulative. Me, all my manipulative. They, they tend to get what they want, and if they don't get it, they will try, try doing, try sulking. And unfortunately, those things don't work. <laughs> So she's been a wonderful person, honestly. Uh, overall, she's been a wonderful person. She's been a go go getter, but she can easily get distracted by, by people. But she finds her way back. So that's it. About Marilyn. Is that the story? Yeah. You want to say a story? Are you just? I can't remember the story. <laughs> well, how does it feel having Marilyn as a daughter? I said it already now. Oh, it feels nice. you, but you basically you would have said the story then. Like I'm yeah. supposed to know the, the next question. Oh, it feels really nice, honestly. I I feel blessed. Mm. I'm not just Marilyn. 
Marvin, yeah. and Marvin. I feel really blessed because um, my all my struggles are not in vain. She she's not bringing any money yet though, but she knows. I have brought in money to, to an extent. How with OCOD. <laughs> <laughs> the amount that the amount that I spend in in publishing us the, the, the money come back. When you say you have brought in money, is when you have collected broken even. <laughs> then the other money that's profit. But it's okay. I I will do it over and over again because um, realizing just, your dream is absolutely it proves to you that there's nothing that you set your mind to that you cannot get. Mm. And that was the whole essence of me spending that much on yeah. that book. Yeah. I wanted to let you know that once you set your mind to something, you can achieve it. When you, once you consistently and you persist on a particular thing, it will definitely work out. So, yeah, um, she's a blessing, not just to me, but to her generation, if she keeps being focused. Of course. So just focus is the key. Once she wants to stay, everybody that, that is blessed, that is a... a a creative yeah once you are focused on what you are set to do it will definitely come to pass you said did you ever date date before your father mm-hmm. yes several times now. oh okay <laughs> i married your father at the age of 27 okay i get back to you at 28 how was your dating experience like horrible <laughs> horrible and then that's why i'm not even a dating dating person now because Men are People, trash. No, men don't say men are trash. That's wrong. That's wrong. You don't generalize because there are some. Your father was not trash. Per. And um, I don't. I don't even believe in that saying. That's not true. Some, yeah, some I women are trash what, too. What people usually say. Yeah, that's not right. That's not right. It's, it's not a good um, notion because if you do that, but like I said, whatever you say, you is are trash. Yeah. Uh huh. There's lots of attraction. Now, men are not trash. Men are not scum. Some. Ask bombs, of course, the same trash. way women are exactly. So, um, there are some people that their value. I tell my women all the time that values change, yeah, because they are human beings as well and they are men. They might feel that they love you or they want to have you, then tomorrow they get entangled with someone, with someone else, and they feel that uh, what they feel for this person is more than what they feel for you. So, why am I? And they are not very, very pretentious like women that can decide to, you know, let me hold on to. Because men are not built that way. Women are built to, like, say, okay, then I will adapt, I will change, I will this. Men are not like that. Mm. Men believe that, ah, it's not working for us, it's not working for us. Let's, let her go now, let me go my own way, you know? So, yeah. so um, women have this kind of, um, uh, is it a cognitive, uh, or cognitive uh, side to them that they want to, like, just keep to that thing that they know already. They yeah. want to hold on to it. Even if it's not working, they still hold on and pray and, you know, do a lot of things to make it work. But men and all like that. So, yeah, dating is... I did, I did date. I did date a lot, uh, some people and uh, it didn't work out until I met your husband and uh, met, <laughs> met your father. I, it didn't work out at all because um, if it worked out, definitely I would have married them. Now, it didn't work out. Um, did you, were you them, the one that was breaking up with them? Some I did break off. I break off some of my relationship because... Most of them, them I felt they were pretending. <laughs> they were liking me too much, and I was not comfortable with that. <laughs> they were making making sure that I I get everything, even when I when I feel it's not right. They just allow me go. I mean, allow whatever I I want. Do. 
yeah and i feel no this is not right this is like, I feel like i got that from not, you um, this is like, not real yeah I, like because I, when people have become like when people are too nice or like you know i just like there's something wrong here mm, and i can't not really real. like this is not real i just feel many like two or three of them are like no i told them no no this is not real mm. how can you know this is not real but when i met your dad did you even care how i looked <laughs> He didn't care. Doesn't even care how I look. He just tell, tells me the truth, man. You can't do this. So you, you fucking cannot do this. <laughs> you fucking can't die. He was just swearing. He couldn't say one one full sentence without saying fuck you. Except if he's on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you not try to. He will. That's where one is always on constantly on his lips. Yeah. So. Yes, I did it. Yeah. Should your parents have a say on how you build your relationship with God? Oh yes, first of all, they are the first custodian. Uh, the first would show you who God is. And so, um, yes, they should be able to like put you through as to like you know point you towards God and tell you let you know from inception that you need God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like, but then at the same time, I I feel like no one can tell you your relationship with God like. No one like some people are like they want you to be banging your head on the table and speaking in tongues, and you know. But that's just not some people don't have you know. Some people just like to pray by themselves. Okay, yeah, people I'm just not like that's... that. I'm not like that. I don't believe in all that because I I know that your a relationship with your God is is on a different level. How I relate with God is different from how my sisters relate to God. Yeah. Or how my brother relate to God. How they pray is different from me. How I pray. I mean, some people feel that you pray four five hours me i don't feel that way because i don't think god is deaf i don't think god doesn't know what yeah i want so i just tell god what i want and within within minutes i'm done praying so yeah you also I, I thank him too. yeah yeah and so i don't expect that my child if my child is that kind of person why not i mean it's her relationship you, with god yes yeah so but if 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 my child is not like that and i say oh you're not spiritual you're not spiritual enough because you're not praying for hours and hours and hours. Mm. So that's not... Yeah, when, when we were growing up as children, my parents were in deeper life. And they expected mm. some certain things from you. Yeah. Like early in the morning prayers, 5 o'clock, everybody must be seated. And my father always had this broom on his, on his lap. Once you try to do of the broom will come on you. <laughs> and, and then you begin to ask yourself... Does God not, like... I mean, what is this? But it is not the... It is not... That is how he knew... And yeah. you know, I don't take, I don't take offense in what any parent does because that is the most that he know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they know more than that, definitely they'll do more than that. So yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. They said, "Hello, Ma. Given your close relationship with Marilyn, what advice do you have for other parents on how to create that bond with their children, especially teenagers?" Okay. So, um. Um, it's not easy actually having relationship with um, your daughter, your teenage daughter, because um, you see so many things that she's doing that is not right, and then uh, you tend to correct her, and then expect that she knows and accepts her correction immediately. But at times she might be unruly, uh, this stubborn, and might not want to take the correction immediately, and so it's it affects your relationship. Yeah. My my being close to Marilyn doesn't stop me from shouting at her. She knows that I shout at her to, uh, to, uh, most of the time. But I don't keep malice. Yeah, I, I did at times. Mm. 
I don't. Um, and I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I don't. What I mean is, I, I don't um, keep it for at least more than two days. Yeah, I don't even keep it for too long. In my heart, I had already forgiven and let her go, but um, I just want to make her see that okay, I'm not happy with what she did. So yes, I am close to her. But, but that doesn't also make me not to be a parent. I'm a parent. I'm still a parent. So mm-hmm. I would tell parents out there that they should um, they should try as much as possible to be friends with their children and then let their children also try as much as possible to, to be, be truthful to their parents and to be um, disciplined and to, you know, to have fear, not fear, now serious respect for their parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when you have respect for someone, you do not hurt the person. You do not do anything that will cause the person a pains. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. So um, children or teenage children, like I said, one day you'll be parents too. Yeah. And so whatever decision you take, this moment can affect you forever. There's some people that were... I, I was lucky. During my set, there were so many people that got pregnant after, immediately after school. Yeah. And that shaped their life. I mean, some parents couldn't handle you being pregnant and being in their homes. And so, so they were sent away. So they couldn't go back to school. And so there's some decisions that the parents were, are seeing now that might, and they feel that, oh, this decision might hurt you as a, as a teenager. And so they will stand, put their foot down and say, oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. But because you are feeling that, oh, I'm a big girl now, I can do it. Then you go ahead and do it and, and then have yourself to blame. Whatever decision you, 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 you take in life, you have to live with it. That's that's it. So parents should try as much as possible to like um, um, explain, talk to their children, mm. let them see why they are being how they are. As in if I'm saying uh, by ten o'clock your phone should be off, I should be able to tell you, okay, this is it. Okay, it's my house, and I need you to be sleeping because you need that sleep tomorrow. You need to be sound and you know mm. you know coordinated. When you, when you don't sleep, you are cranky and you can't do your chores and all that. So those are the things that you talk. You talk and I think that's... Uh, I think a sensible child will know what to do. Yeah. Now you finished subbing me for this entire episode. <laughs> I'm not even started. Oh, that's all though. But that's all? Yes. Oh. We've already spent 46 minutes. Thank God. <laughs> Why are you saying thank God? Did you not enjoy your time on Converse with me? Really? I didn't. Your questions are always very long. Yeah, no, and I stopped you from, from going on and on because, you know, you're so used to talking to women who need to hear it over and over yeah, again. Yeah. So, but these children, they just need to hear it once, at least, mm-hmm. before they've registered it. And everybody's attention span is fading by the minute. So, yeah, that concludes this episode of Convos with Marilyn. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure, like, from the snippets you guys will see, like, you laugh so much <laughs> because she said so many things, but... Yeah, I'll so I'll allow you guys to. Uh, Mommy, do you have anything else to say? Mm. Mhm. It's just a closing remark. Oh. Okay. <laughs> all right. So all, all, all I'm gonna say is this: whatever decision you take today, you have to live with it tomorrow, for forever and ever. Yeah. You're going to school. Most of you are going to school. Going back to school. Um, finishing so many things, and then you're going to f- facing life outside home outside your parents outside the uh, all black community yeah so um while you're there be you 
100%. an exceptional you. Be extraordinary. Develop as much as you can. Develop yourself. Just push yourself to the limits. There's nothing that you set your mind to as a child or as a human being that you cannot achieve. Develop your mental capacity. Develop your every single aspects of you, even physical capacity, you can do that. There's nothing that you cannot do. There's no limitation to what you can achieve. Mm. So if you are just going to school for the first time, try as much as possible to get more scholarships. Try as much as possible to mix up with people. Do not... Limit yourself. Don't, don't limit yourself. Do the most you can at every given time. And stand tall. Yeah? Never let anyone. No, 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 no. Don't let anybody bring you down. Self, low self-esteem is nothing to be... It shouldn't be mentioned around you guys at all. Mm. At every point in time, your self-esteem should be up there. Your self-worth should be up there because you are changing the world. You have to change the world. The world has to be changed. Your generation is the next generation that is supposed to change the whole world. Mm. So be you and, and be, be the true. best. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to let you guys listen to the outro. Do not forget to subscribe. It's our mother's order. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. Well, and I hope that you guys will enjoy this episode as much as I definitely will. So, bye. You just listened to Converse with Marilyn. Thank you so much for giving me your time and listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed it, please follow the show and give us your honest ratings. Stay tuned and definitely keep listening for more. Bye for now.